0: Hi, I'm Ron Moorhead, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone.
1: Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly
0: apparition in the dark of night.
1: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together,
0: passes Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You have found the paranormal zone, your place for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious, and of course, all of the good times in between. My name is Patrick Koffenberg. I'm responsible for these shenanigans, and I am joined not by my co-host with the ghosts, not by the paranormal poster boy, Mr. Mike Carbno himself. Nay. I am joined by an old Alternate Route podcast veteran, old Alternate Route podcast guest co-host, Mr. Excitement himself, a man who requires no introduction, that is right, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. No, I'm kidding, I am joined by my brother, Joseph Koffenberg, formerly known as Mr. Show. How are you doing, brother? It is good to see you on this Super Bowl Sunday afternoon.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you very, very kindly for having me on this wonderful podcast of yours. It's been a little bit, but I'm looking forward to this uh delve into all the things paranormal and all things spooky <laughs> <and> all <laughs> Absolutely. all things that might might make you go or no, not make you go, but make you you know poop Maybe, your pants a little bit, all should... the good things in between. But yes, oh, you thank be... you, sir, very much.
0: Oh, you bet, um, man. You know, I, I, I wish to be here. I I'm 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 Tempted to take a screenshot right now because all of our listeners. I wish you could see. <laughs> my, uh, my brother Joe, <laughs> he, th- he thinks that he has to get closer and closer to the screen. I was just
1: talking about this too. <laughs> Remember Carol? It's like Carol.
0: It's like Patrick. I, I need to get closer to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
1: yeah. I miss you so much. <laughs> There,
0: <laughs> slowly gets closer, <laughs>
1: slowly making my way, like, can you hear me?
0: <laughs> it's great, it's a great visual, a great visual indeed, so, <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, we're going to have a good time, this is your first uh, venture, your first jaunt, uh, since we have been uh, rechristened as the Paranomaly Zone, so again, thank you for joining me, Joe, appreciate it. Absolutely yeah, do, well, uh, we won't uh, banter very long about this at all because we need to dive right into our topic, which is a good one today. We're talking haunted theaters, and I specifically chose this this topic because, um, in all sincerity, Joe here is a, you're born and raised a theater man. Uh, you just, you've always been a, a stage actor, and you are now a stage director, a drama instructor. Uh, the theater is in your blood, and I I think it'd be a good, I think it was a good idea to to um throw this topic out there so we can banter back and forth and get your ideas on all things theater and why the hell would be related to the paranormal you know i think it'll be pretty fun yeah so no
1: kidding yes but yes who do you got who do you
0: got today who do you got today joe the Bengals or the rams
1: more than likely i don't think the Bengals match up very well with the rams uh so i'm probably going to go and it's it's in you know la and the glitz and the glamour of LA might shine through. And I don't mind if Matt Stafford wins. Um, I, I, I was kind of oblivious on Matt Stafford when he played for the Detroit lions. I didn't know whether I hated him or <laughs> right. liked him or, or what he's a, he's a good quarterback. Um, and he played for a shitty organization for a long, long time. And yeah, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Joe Burrow's young. Yeah. And, uh,
0: yeah, tell yeah, me about but, it. But second year, man.
1: But we can't say that because Dan Marino in his second right. year went to the Super Bowl and never went back.
0: Never went back. I think he made it to the AFC Championship game that following year. And that might have been the closest he got to returning. You know, yeah, for his like entire. The
1: poor, like he was so good, but he just, man. for whatever reason, they just, it's just that typical story. And yeah. hell, we won't talk about. Freaking Super Bowls, because we know. know our beloved team is never there. <laughs> and
0: you Ooh! know what? You know we're we're gonna do one last take on omens and curses. And I think you know we're not gonna be able to help ourselves, Joe. But we're gonna throw out some you know our our takes, our thoughts on sports curses for our beloved franchises here in frigid Minnesota, a beautiful Minnesota, but it is frigid right now. Uh, what'd you say it was, Joe? Minus thirty this morning, thirty eight or something?
1: Thirty eight. Below zero here that, in my wonderful wow. little town.
0: And that is not including wind chill, boys and girls. That is uh No, that's this just is, is pure April. go.
1: <laughs> it's like you walk outside and in, in, immediately you die. Yeah. Well, it's
0: <laughs> like <laughs> he just turn into vapor. You're just gone. He he a just... Whoosh.
1: Where's Daddy? <laughs> oh, he went outside. He went
0: outside. Ah, oh, <laughs> He made the mistake of going outside. He
1: made the mistake.
0: Oh, damn it. So uh, I I I agree with you on Joe Burrow. Uh, I had a feeling immediately following the AFC championship game, and, you know, a lot of people do this. I said, man, they're going to win the whole thing. They just got this good vibe running right now. It just seems like it's their year. And I don't know if you buy this, Joe. I If the Super Bowl was played the week after, I think that they still could have pulled it off because I believe in momentum. I really do. But I think this two-week waiting period really slows teams down. Um, yeah, I don't know you can if you
1: get complacent and. Yeah, that I, stuff in between.
0: You're just riding that momentum, and then all of a sudden it's done, and then you're like, "Oh shit! Now, now we really have to play," <laughs> you know. So,
1: right, it's kind of like I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but I will. It's kind of like the whole uh, when Nick Foles and the Eagles beat us in the championship game, right? And then there is two weeks and blah blah, and you're playing the you know the almighty Tom Brady That's in true. Minneapolis. That's true. That's true. And the freaking Nick Foles beats Tom Brady in a shootout. Yeah, and it's like. I didn't see that coming. That's true. So, so we either feel good about that, yeah, because Nick Foles did win it, and it was just their time, right? Or no, I don't ever feel good about it. I'm I know. Saying, I know. I don't know. Like football is such the strangest sport. Yeah. You have Nick Foles who ain't done shit since, <laughs> and he <laughs> didn't do shit before. Literally.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, and then man. He
1: wins like if there's this one match. Magical year, and we thought that magical year was that year with the miracle in Mi- Miami. <laughs> the miracle, <laughs> miracle Miami. Miami. Wow. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Where was I?
0: <laughs> Apparently, you were in Miami. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Minneapolis miracle. There you Good go. Lord. Yeah, be- that we even texted about that. Saying, oh, oh we God, did. It just feels like it, man.
0: It does, you know. And the thing is, and and we're we're done talking about this now, but um. That year was the one year that I didn't watch one second of the Super Bowl Joe cuz I just I, I I couldn't I had no freaking interest I was still heartbroken. Yeah, I know. And um I have I never ever watched the replay of the Minneapolis Miracle. I just don't. I never do. I just I don't want anything to do with it because it did nothing for us. It's a it was a divisional round yeah. for God's sake.
1: I know, I know, and it's like, yeah, and it took us that miracle to freaking beat the Saints. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so um, which that shouldn't have happened anyways, but our defense clamped. And bye bye, bye, Sean Payton, you suck. Yeah, exactly. He just he just happened to get out the just the right time when the team is imploding financially, didn't he?
1: Exactly. He's like, I don't think my heart did
0: it. Yeah, but yeah, but he's not retiring. He's just taking a year off. What a putz. So I'm sorry if there's Saints fans out there listening right now, but uh, we don't like your coach. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh well. We never won jack shit. Right, life. and he has. And he fast, has. So.
0: Well, Joe, let's Whatever. dive let's dive into some, some, some the topic here at hand. Haunted theaters and you are a theater guy. I want to ask you right right away if you don't mind.
1: I do not mind.
0: Off the top of your head. I mean, we literally do half of these podcasts off the cuff. I mean, that's in the description. Off the cuff, you know. <laughs> Why do you think a ghost particularly the the past on the entity the spirit of an actor would choose to remain on stage essentially choose to remain in the theater what's the first thing that pops in your brain when i ask you that question like the i, I don't want you to die joe but if you did <laughs> would you hang out at a theater i mean i'm i'm curious what what do you think well, about that
1: well that's a great question because like why do ghosts or spirits or whatever you know why do they hang out anywhere obviously there's some things that make total sense like a tragic murder or you were you were super young and you died of a bad disease and you know things of that nature. something super tragic and sad we understand why you're in this house it's like this just makes sense this is where you passed away and this is where your spirit or ghost or everyone call it is stuck I think yep and sometimes maybe in the spirit you would know this a lot better than me is maybe something you love and you love a, it's just something you really adore and love and when you pass away that's where your spirit and your soul and your energy gets attached to oh yeah you know um that's your comfort it's quite literally I don't your... know if I'd be on the stage I'd probably if I, you know, I've lived a really happy life and a great family and great life up until this point. And I think I'd you know, more so be in a place that I love, like the right. the, the energy and the love of a house that I, mm-hmm. you know, raised my family in and things like that. But maybe, maybe if you're out, your outside world, and it's just the place that you love the most, that's kind of it depends, like too, if it was a tragic accident, you know, backstage and the behind the curtains type of thing, that makes sense. I oh think.
0: sure, yeah. I don't I don't want roll. you. I don't want you getting strangled in the curtains or something like that, Joe. Um, you know, <laughs> you know no. drama instructor plummets to his death, you know, from the yes. balcony. Yes. <laughs>
1: Blame <laughs> it on the podcast, <laughs> right?
0: So, but you know, I I guess when i rudely tried to interrupt you there what i was thinking of is quite literally it's like the comfort zone i mean literally like a supernatural comfort zone it's like maybe they just that's where they feel at home um you know that's what their that's that's where their passion lay um mm-hmm. and again as you mentioned that energy could just be imprinted there i mean, we all know the differences between intelligent hauntings and residual hauntings. I mean, who, some of these stories that we're going to share sound like they're very intelligent, where they're different experiences by different people, which suggests that it's not a residual haunting, where it's not just the same imprint that's replaying itself over and over and over and over. So that, that gives me the, the idea that it's an intelligent spirit that's lurking. Um, well, not nah, lurking's on a bad... Or not a good word to say, but uh, that's
1: ling- occupying,
0: occupying. Maybe? That's lingering. You know, um, some of these stories are downright creepy, and they're and sad. Um,
1: okay. Can I ask? I'm gonna can yeah. I ask you a question. Of course. Just because you are again, you know this so much more. Uh, you're up to date on this, and you're more educated in this stuff than I am. And <laughs> I kind I kind of get the gist. The gist, excuse me, of uh, between residual and an intelligent haunting. Yes, sure. I kind of like the basic things. Sure. But- can you explain a little bit, and I know you've done this before, but this is for my stupid ass. <laughs> is, um, <laughs> you said it's Residual haunting. Yeah. That's just an imprint. Essentially. Of a, of a moment.
0: Yes. It, it, essentially, that's, that that's correct. That just gets played over and over. Right. Like, imagine, you know, the the analogy, the cliched analogy is like, it's like a record player that just keeps going over and over, it's, you know, that's the needles caught in the same groove and it just plays it over and over and over. It's like some energy imprint. That's just there. And it's static. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't interact with, um, you know, living beings, living forces, you know, it doesn't reply to you. Like if you got like a, um, let's say more, more than likely if you're doing like EVP recording sessions, you know, if you get replies from something, those w- would suggest that that's an intelligent haunting, yeah. intelligent spirit, because it's replying to you directly. Um, if you got any sort of audio anomaly that you let's say you got it one day and then the next day you went and did an investigation at the same time and you got that same audio anomaly, that would suggest that it's like a residual, some sort of energy that's just there replaying itself for whatever okay. reason.
1: Yes, that's great. I mean perfect explanation. But but doesn't it <laughs> no, no, I know. That's just for a lack of a better word. <laughs> sure. Uh is does that suggest anything for the person? Or whatever that is that pass, is that a bad thing for them? Is that are they still are they trapped in that moment? Is that that's kind of what it's like a it's like an interesting thing. So it's mm-hmm. like this one imprint of something, yeah. And it gets on the loop and there it goes. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. I wonder if is that that are they stuck then too? Is it well, something you see, have to try to get get help them with? Or I don't know. Well,
0: that's I mean, that's the question, isn't it? Um, I guess to simplify it as much as I can and how I understand it residual, would not be a a form of consciousness at all. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's just any other form of, of anomalous energy, you know, that has just been caught somewhere in the ether. It's imprinted there for what, whatever reason, that's the mystery, you know, so got it. So yeah, I, I do not think that there would be a residual of a consciousness because that's, sounds like hell to me
1: (laughs) yeah that's what i mean in my head i was going god that would be just horrific
0: yeah yeah so um i i i that that, that's my simple um suggestion simple idea simple thought regarding that
1: fair enough because you could have residual like uh, john wilkes booth shooting lincoln in the back of the head yeah like that could be residual it's just that you hear that (laughs) Right. Absolutely. It's so just that negative energy that's stuck there.
0: Absolutely. It's nothing consciousness involved there. Like Lincoln isn't getting shot over and over again for infinity. Yeah,
1: right. Oh, my God. So It oh, yeah. just seems terrible. I, oh, here I am again, Mary. <laughs> know, it's like, good
0: Lord. It's like, really? Really?
1: Really? John, <laughs> you've done this 22 million times. I know.
0: Could you miss once or twice? I mean, yeah. come on.
1: Let's just see what happens, Janet. it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, that's a great example, though, Joe, because that's, a, you know, theater. The world's perhaps the most infamous tragedy ever, you know. Uh, well, yeah, singular sure. tragedy involves just one person, you know, president of the United States, you know, getting assassinated. Ford's Theater, you know, uh, 1865. Hmm. I mean, like you said, that would be, if there ever was any sort of haunting going on there, which there is suggested that there is, that would be a definite negative um Residual energy, in my opinion, but if they, have, every, um, if they have if they have intelligent sorry, if they have intelligent interactions with something, then maybe maybe Lincoln's spirit or a uh, uh, a form of Lincoln's energy is there as well. Because we have to we have to put it this way, Joe. We have to understand and fully accept that we don't understand anything. I mean that comes after this existence and people who claim that oh, they do right. Absolutely. are full of it. Um, because and that's just again in my in my opinion. We don't know how it works. We only know how we only know the physics of our existence. We have no idea what happens mm-hmm. when this physical body it's is no longer. What we exactly. can we can, we need to open the our mind and realize that we don't understand what happens. I right, haunting People like a, a pseudo skeptic will say, "Well, why is it just hanging out here, and why is a ghost trapped in this house? I mean, a ghost should be able to leave a house and blah blah blah." And it's like, "Well, you have to realize a ghost, in my opinion, can be multiple places. The same ghost could be anywhere. We're talking dimensions. You know, in, how many? An infinite number of dimensions out there that the same energy, the same spirit. Joe, like that one. You're like, give me the thumbs up or something. You
1: know? Well, I was gonna. That's what I was. I was waiting for you to." Whenever you had a break in between to say that's (laughs) where I was going with. Okay. I was gonna ask you as well. Okay. Because we obviously just don't know, is when you watch some of these shows or you know, because I'm a I'm a um, enjoyer of the paranormal programs. Sure, sure. And I watch many of them and just to see and ones I enjoy, some ones I don't. But even in some of those things, you see, like, why is so-and-so here? in a place that they were rarely ever. Right. And then, or, you know, the history of somebody and it's like, well, why this house Mm -hmm. and not the house that he spent 30 years? You know, it's a weird dynamic. You just mentioned like dimensions. Maybe they're traveling through wherever they find the need to be at the time.
0: And our, and, and again, (laughs) don't know. We, we, we don't know. And it's, we have to get over ourselves and realize that our, our brain is very limited. We cannot understand what a lot of people claim we can understand. I saw an article the other day where it says, scientist claims the afterlife does not exist. And I I had to retweet that. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yeah,
1: I saw that, too. It's like, boy, I'm
0: so glad that the human mind is so capable of such blanket and grandiose statements as this. Can you predict the future as well? You know, it's like, my God, person, how arrogant can you be? The afterlife does not exist. Prove it.
1: There are no planets in the solar
0: system. <laughs> yeah, the solar system for sure.
1: <laughs> the system.
0: Oh, man. Anyways. But, but, hey, we're having a good conversation already. We better get to haunted theater stuff, Joe.
1: <laughs> no, it's good. We can start. We'll just start rambling. That's a good thing. But off the cuff, you say. Off the
0: cuff. Off the cuff, absolutely. Uh, a couple of the stories here that I wanted to share here. Haunted theater stories. Some of these theaters you might be familiar with, but a couple of them I'm starting with are in London. London is infamous for haunted theaters. Uh, the Theater Royale, Drury Lane. Is it, I wonder if it's pronounced. Is it? Is it pronounced Theater Royale? Or it's
1: just, Dr- yep. the okay. Theater Royale, Dr- Drury Lane.
0: Drury yep. Lane. So I found this really interesting article. I'll is that the 1903 best... one? <clears throat> uh Is it? Let's I see. Saw,
1: I saw. I looked up a few of them this this morning okay. as well, and that was one of them.
0: I found an interesting article here. We'll just, for this for the for this podcast we'll focus on some some of London's most haunted theaters. Who? And this article I found lists them really interesting. It says where, who, when, and why. So, for instance, where the the, the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, Covent Garden. Who? The story goes as such The Theater Royale, Drury Lane. Drury Lane. I'm going to butcher that all the time. Drury. That's or, okay. Drury or Drury? I guess I'm not sure. Drew,
1: I think it's like Drury.
0: Drury. Okay. Yeah. Theater, theater Royale, Drury Lane. Uh, supposedly one of the most haunted, if not the most haunted theater in the world. Has several ghosts, two clowns, supposedly several ghosts, two clowns. And a mysterious, what has become known as the Man in Gray. Ooh. Now it says, as of the two, of the two clowns, one is said to be. Ah, that's right. I did read this one yesterday, actually. One is said to be of the world's most famous early pantomime performers, Joe Joseph mm. Grimaldi, uh, seventeen seventy eight through eighteen thirty seven, and the other clown is said to be the spirit. The spirit of the cross-dressing pantomime dame Dan Leno. I remember ah. reading a little bit about Dan Leno. Yeah, he did. He he essentially dressed up in drag as a dame on stage. He was infamous nice. for that. And he was well, not infamous, he was famous for that. And he was also, I read, he was famous for his clog dancing routines. That's interesting. <laughs> ah, so he was a he was a big hit on the stage um in his day. And both he and the spirit of Joseph Grimaldi are said to have haunt. Drilling Was that the here.
1: same year for uh, Dan?
0: Um, let's see here. I need to get to his. They don't have his lifespan here. I read it earlier today, and I don't. I'm, I apologize. I don't remember when he passed away. Uh, it says the two clowns are said to haunt the stage area. The two clowns are where, whereas the man in gray is said to mainly haunt the upper circle, and appears to wear a tri-cornered hat. Interesting. So. We have three separate spirits here that are haunting different locales in the same building, the same theater. So that's inter- that kind of goes back to what we were talking about there, Joe. So why are some clinging to the stage and why does this man in gray linger in the in the upper circle? You know, that right. the upper balcony area. I mean, what what pops in your brain there, Joe? Why would they choose to be there if they are choosing to be there at all?
1: yeah i think you nailed it on the head too when you reiterated the whole idea of we don't know yeah like I know. <laughs> we we just live in our own thoughts and our own brains right now in our physical world yep. and yep uh you know i we all can have i guess our educated guess or mm. our um our opinions or our you know, our own little thoughts about the matter it's like i don't apparently for those two clowns that's just a I'm assuming the date and time, and that's just what they were, you know, enjoyed the most. I mean, I touched it on before. It's like the, they're there because that's where they made their life. That was probably just their life. And uh, especially in those early, early, early years of the, not,
0: you know what i mean well they were passionate Before
1: texting and
0: oh that well, was just <laughs> hundreds all of that years. i know
1: that's the dumbest statement ever but i better <laughs> do this when i talk
0: yeah get you closer know, to the, the clowns
1: screen um,
0: <laughs> now i
1: just think probably their energy is there because that's what they love to do and then the other yeah that uh, that uh that gray
0: the man in gray yeah uh,
1: the man in gray seems more ominous and it seems like this maybe he uh is mad do you think I don't know, maybe do there's you think, something mad about that guy
0: do you think well you know we'll learn more as we go on here um i had a thought of maybe the man in gray lingers up in the circle maybe he's watching the performances maybe
1: does wow, that, there you go see i had great uh, intelligent answer like my brain freezes like uh
0: well no <laughs> I need to take screenshots sometimes, Mr. <laughs> I was going to call you Mr. Joe. If <laughs> Joe. Uh, that's what they call me at school. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. Now, the when for this article. The Lost Spirits have manifested themselves in one way or another on countless occasions over the past centuries. In the 1840s, the theater was renovated, which, get this, this is always an ominous sign, during the renovation of the theater in the 1840s, Joe, they discovered a whole batch of bones up in the oh. wall of the upper circle. Architects oh. suspect that the bones are that of the man in gray himself. Interesting. Okay, there we go. There's an answer right there. A potential There's answer. an answer right there.
1: Yes. A potential. Like if you're doing an investigation, there's some circumstantial evidence. Oh, there you
0: go. There you go. I mean, my gosh, though. I, That's, that's like something I want to avoid during my time here on earth my physical existence i don't ever want to stumble across human remains i just i I don't Oh, you don't seriously i don't doesn't
1: interest you like i don't know i I just be freaked out about it at all like there's something about that that honestly does not give me the heebie jeebies or really i've never okay again let me rephrase that sure i've never been in that situation but as of this moment and it's not something i think about every day like (laughs) I'm gonna go look for some human remains.
0: Yes, is today the day that <laughs> I is
1: lock out? today the day that I will find a severed head <laughs> underneath my yard?
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed, boys and girls. Fingers
1: crossed, and I'm recording it for my YouTube channel. <laughs> Here I go, boys and girls. <laughs> is today the day? <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: the head hunting YouTube channel. That's yeah. Mister Show right there. <laughs> but you know,
1: I, I. I, In a weird way, think that'd be fascinating, and trying to figure out why that is. I, sure. I'm not necessarily sure that would.
0: Let me re- um, can I, can I rephrase that? Or how about this? Bother me. How about this? Maybe I wouldn't be so much coming across if it was skeletal remains. I think skeletal would be. I would probably be. And again, we don't freaking know. I would be okay. Yeah, I don't. Either. But coming across a, a recently deceased body, or some a body that's decomposing, then yeah. I that yeah, I don't okay. want. Yeah that's just that that's would be horrific
1: disturbing. that would be very disturbing i think yeah i hear you on that one because that it's in a fresher thing and it's like well what the f- what the heck just happened like
0: you can swear two the months way. ago
1: okay <laughs> fuck.
0: <laughs> there you go so i, like, I do yeah,
1: yeah i agree with you on that that would be a little bit more yeah. um off-putting
0: a little oh god say. yeah you think um i think i read an a bit about the man in gray i'm i'm perusing through this particular article i thought i had read that not only is this man in gray um, been appearing throughout the centuries but there have been claims to have seen essentially joe a floating head and the reason they Ooh. people have claimed to have seen a floating head if i'm correct on this is because the man in gray requested to be beheaded after he died, why he wanted that. Um, I don't know.
1: Wait a minute (laughs) beforehand. (laughs) Hey guys, (laughs) you're playing a poker game. And he's like, well, I'll bet you my head. (laughs) He and was,
0: I am going to win black. I don't know if they play black. There you go. I'm sure they did. It's like, are you sure you want to put your head on the line there, Mister? I do.
1: I'm so confident.
0: <laughs> and and you, he lays his cards out, and he has like a deuce and a four, and you know, <laughs> one, two, three, <laughs> seven. Exactly. It's like um. He was like, well, I play by the rules. Get out the axe.
1: <laughs> right. I'm an honest
0: man. <laughs> I know. Take my head off now! Take my head off! I mean, it'll grow back, won't it? <laughs> right. That's,
1: yeah, medicine will put attach my head in the near future. The miracle. Sixteen seventy seven, sir. I know
0: the miracle of modern medicine. Ah, <laughs> my neighbor told me he could reattach my head with a little ointment and some stitches.
1: Yeah, you mean Jack the Ripper? Yes, that's who I'm talking.
0: <laughs> about. So it says here the lot as I as I mentioned, they discovered those bones and during the renovation of eighteen. 18- Forty, and the gray apparition himself has been seen by numerous casts and crew members for the stage shows, including *The Dancing Years* during 1939, *The King and I*, *South Pacific*, *Oklahoma*, and *Miss Saigon*. I mean, lots of really well-known names there for um, you know successful yes. plays. Now this is it, and this is this is interesting because this will be a well. We're, we're not going to segue right now, but it's going to connect with our one last take on omens and curses. Now it is said that the appearance of the man in gray apparition, Joe is a good luck omen for successful series run of these performances and actors and the uh the crew the cast members uh, i'm sure directors everyone involved throughout the years have claimed every time that they've seen this spirit they've had a successful run it's it's, it's almost like you know joe every time you know you're you're uh is going to perform for one X or you're going to put on one of your, your shows for your school. I always jokingly text you. I'm like, Oh, I hope all of you break your legs and your neck and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, Cause that's supposedly, yes. that's a supposed thea- theatrical good luck omen of, I, I don't know why. I don't know how that originated. Maybe you do. Right. I, I don't know. But why would this, why would this appearance of this ghost mean that this show is going to automatically have a successful series run. I have an idea. I have an idea and I want to throw it out there real quick to you. Yes. Um. <laughs> if this happens, is it purely coincidental or is it that, is it purely psychological, Joe, that if you see this apparition and this legend has just been growing and growing and growing where it's like, Oh, you know, four plays before us saw this ghost and, Not one guy blew his line. Not one person, not one gaff happened on stage. And we had a successful run. We sold the theater out every night, night after night. And so, therefore, that psychological um, advantage almost is all immediately instilled in their mind. They feel better about it because I saw that ghost. I'm out there. I'm going to nail it tonight. What do you think about stuff stuff like that? Is that a bunch of hogwash? Oh,
1: absolutely. I agree with that. That's just... uh... That's the power of our own mind. That yeah. just boom. Oh, you know that. It's, our mind is so strong and powerful that anything is like you put, you just put all these positive thoughts into something, yeah. something positive will happen. It generally does. The power and of positive thinking. And when you're a kind of a negative Nelly every now and then, you just, nothing Yep. nothing great really is going to happen for you because you're just the energy isn't there. Your negative energy just kind of takes over and you don't create anything. You don't create your own luck and your own happiness and your own everything. And I'm sure that's just the power of the mind going, Oh yeah, boom. And it's like, that's what works in sports is too the power. Oh God. You know, yeah. Positivity and the power, yep. like you've said, I know you're going to get that. Cause that, that is a whole, I think omens and curses might relate to that, but the whole idea of a negative connotation a negative energy that Vikings fans in the the state feel every year. Yes. When a a, a strong or when an important moment comes up, it's just like this ball of something sucks the life out of everything. And then it just goes, yeah, he's going to miss it. Absolutely.
0: It's like we generate our own negative force field, you know, and it's, 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 it's utterly maddening. I don't know if there's any possible legitimacy to it, but as you said, Joe, I've mentioned that to you several times. It's like,
1: oh, for years and years. It was as a, Vikings fans, kind of- I mean, as
0: Vikings fans, and we're, and we're moving on from that because we could go on forever. <laughs> we really could. Um, Vikings fans, every time, you know, every time Greg Joseph lined up for a, a, a big time field goal this year, Joe, did you ever, ever say, did you ever feel confident? Or did you just go like, man, he, just, he probably is going to miss it, even though he had a, a good year? But, I mean, how confident are you in big-time moments? Never. Right. That's Never. it, right not there.
1: With yep. Not with a kicker. Not with uh, a kicker. Not. You know, not necessarily with the offense either, too. It's like, know. well, we just got that interception by Anthony Barr on the Baltimore Ravens and right <laughs> almost in field goal range to win it in overtime, yep. and we go backwards.
0: Yep, three and out backwards. <laughs> yeah.
1: Backwards punt. <laughs> and it's like, good Lord! <laughs> and I shouted it, too, during that game. It's yeah. like, I don't know. I just... I, I knew it. Yep. It's like fuck!
0: What is <laughs> happening here? Oh man! Yeah, so maddening. <clears throat> so I mean, I think we both are in agreement, though, that it could the 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 idea that these plays have these successful runs after the apparition appears that could totally be based on our own psychology. I mean, I think that's a yes, definite definitely. potential explanation for that. Now, theater ushers have also reported seeing the ghost as late as 2012. I'm not sure how old this article is. Where the gray man, where the man in gray rocked an upper circle seat and told me- uh, staff members to shh. Interesting. Mm. Now it says that both the clown spirits still seem to be present. The spirit of Joseph Grimaldi has reportedly kicked actors on stage, and on th- on feeling a shove, or actors have claimed to have been shoved, pulled around, turned around, only to see nobody there. Uh, pantomime Dame Dan Leno. Has been claimed to have manifested as himself as a smell rather than a vision. Now, this is goes back to an article I read yesterday. Joe, apparently, Dan Leno, unfortunately, um, as a lot of people did, he he had a very uh, a life filled with medical ailments. One of them including incontinence um, and uh, bowel problems, I believe. But he always covered himself with a very strong scent of lavender because of his flatulence problems that he had and you know his digestive system problems and so guess what smell people claim to have you know Ah. they claim they have this lavender fragrance appear on stage as if from quote unquote beyond the grave that's very very interesting that small that strong strong sense of smell they say that sense of smell is our most powerful sense um it's really crazy to think about your your odor lingers in the afterlife, Joe. You better oh, yeah. smell good, man. You better smell
1: good. Well, you good. know, oh, I always I use cologne every day, man. But uh, yeah. that's another thing that's constant and uh, consistent in the paranormal world that you see is smells. Yep. And when they go into a house and they go, oh, do you guys get a sense of that smell? And then they'll mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah, so-and-so like to uh, use this perfume. Yep. when they go out and so and so would use this smell and um so again another thing that's linked to the paranormal world is oh, the sure. good old the, the sense of sense smell, of smell man. smells and all the 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 lingering energy of certain things that has left over all the different things man it's it's so many different things oh, of it course just makes it even more fascinating just well, like
0: the, you have to kind of think the of physical it as, world. you have to kind of think of it as i mean how many senses do we have in the physical world i mean so they have just as many in whatever world is after this you know so mm-hmm. why not experience smells why not you know that's i mean it makes sense it does i mean if you no, can absolutely wrap, if you can that's wrap your right. mind around it, smell it fart,
1: so good for dan there you
0: go thank you dan leno for being so considerate
1: <laughs> yeah right now, um, very fine young here's
0: a date. Uh, the, the Theater Royal, the Theater Royale Drury Lane dates back to 1663. So, and it then this falls under the category of why the haunting why this place is haunted here. And this is according to this article on hauntedlondon.com, I think it is. <clears throat> and you know, the theater has a career of making and breaking, uh, many actors and theater professionals when it comes to their careers. Actors are notoriously a passionate breed of people. I, You know that, Joe. Yes. And obviously, no doubt, some would rather not be forgotten, even in death, kind of suggesting it's like, you know, acting, acting. They don't want to be silenced even after death. And so therefore, they're going to linger. They're going to hang around because they still yep. want to have that feeling of performing, the, the feeling of getting it's noticed.
1: It's the, almost the feeling of applause and the, uh, exactly. the love that you get back. Yep. It's like, I still need it. Yep.
0: That's, that's, that's a great way of putting it, just that, that reception, that positive reception. Uh, it says here that the highlights of Joseph Grimaldi's career took place at the Theater Royale. although, sadly, due to a crippling disease, he eventually lost the use of his legs and could no longer engage in his trademark physical performance. I mean, that just think about that for a second, how heartbreaking that would be when you're that passionate and you just need to perform, but then your body just stops. Your body stops working for you. I mean, that has to be heartbreaking.
1: Yes, exactly. It, you know, it's kind of, I use these analogies all the time when i having a conversation with my kids or with, with my beautiful wife. It's sports and life are so connected. Okay. Like yeah. in my world, it's like I can use an analogy of sports with theater all the time. I was using it for my one act team mm-hmm. and I use that. It's like momentum and Working hard, and you may be the most talented person in the world, but if you don't put in one thousand percent, you're not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Like your team could just go through the motions and be so talented, but it's going to be the team that outworks you,
0: right? Oh, absolutely, that's
1: going to win. And it's the same in life, and 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 everything. It's like the harder you work at a relationship, the harder this happens, or the, the the harder you work at a relationship, the sure. more effort you put into anything you do, you can reap the rewards. I mean, I'm not.
0: That's a great way of putting, you know, you know. because you know, well, you mentioned, well, I, I, maybe we mentioned before we started recording. I mean, Tom Brady wasn't the most physically gifted guy in the world, but he's the greatest oh, he quarterback of all time. You know, yep. hard work. I mean, he was like insane about his work ethic. <laughs> you know, almost quite literally insane about his work ethic and his, you know, his diet and all that. And whereas someone like Dan Marino, not saying he didn't work hard, Dan Marino far more physically gifted when it comes to being a pure pocket passer than Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Just as an example, in my opinion. But did Dan Marino win? Unfortunately, no. I'm not saying that he didn't no, work it, at it. it.
1: Makes that absolutely. He put in. He put in. I'm assuming what he just needed to put in. Perhaps then there's yeah, that never, other level. Yeah, that, that insane. Tom Brady is that passes <laughs> everything. That's just what makes him the greatest of all time. That's just there's because he wasn't physically gifted at all.
0: Now, like, well, right now, um, uh, getting back to Joseph Grimaldi here and his when he was when he was alive and he he unfortunately his physical ailments prevented him from performing anymore. It's suggested here that's perhaps out of jealousy that Grimaldi, the spirit of Grimaldi, is known to administer shark. Sharp kicks to the legs of actors and theater workers, Ah, you know, or tugging on their back or turning them around because he's like, you, you. Maybe he's like giving them a. Okay, it could be out of jealousy, but maybe he's also saying like, "Hey, try harder." Maybe he's giving them that kick from the afterlife. You know, he's like giving them that. There you go.
1: That's very fascinating to think about too. It's like, yeah, he's kind of a coach. Kind of a coach now.
0: I like that. Yeah, an afterlife (laughs) coach. That's kind of neat. Um. As, and now, as far as Dan Leno, as I said, he suffered from incontinence. Tapped attempted uh, to mask of smell with his thick perfume, and it said that Dan took his embarrassment beyond the grave. So that's a sad way of looking at that. He was so embarrassed by it. The haunting of the man in gray is also fairly dramatic, Joe, as what are thought to be his remains were found in the bricked-up room there is Upper Circle haunt, which we read earlier, uh, uh, shared earlier. His bones were found with a dagger in the chest. What? Many historians believed he was murdered in that spot. Oh. Well, there's a kicker to the whole story right there. Okay. And Joe, well, you said now. you said earlier when I asked, I said, why would a man in gray lurk linger in the upper circle? And you kind of jokingly said, Well, maybe he's mad. That's what you said. That kind of yeah. makes sense now. He's he's like pissed off. He's like, I was killed up here, assholes. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Figure it out. I mean,
0: oh my gosh, that that's that's fascinating, but also sad at the same time. So I, I love it, man. I'm,
1: i I wonder what they're I wonder what Yes, yeah, like if you're more so than seeking any type of anything like revenge, you can't really I mean, it's way past that. But if you're just mad and you're and you're in the afterlife and you're angry and frustrated and just pissed off, I can understand your negative energies just kind of lingering around, but um Gosh, what would you be mad? Well,
0: you're mad that you're at? dead. You're mad that you're dead. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're no, taking out. Absolutely,
1: you're mad that you're dead, but <clears throat> goodness gracious, is that a thing that just gets stuck with you too? Like that energy that you have, even if you're an intelligent haunting and you know that you're mad, I guess, right? is like, why would you want to be for the rest of eternity? It just it I seems know. like, well... It's like you know, I'm dead now. So you know, it's there's nothing a ter- I can do about it. It's a
0: terrifying thought though. I mean, but what about the possibility of which adds more horrific value to it? What if you if you were the victim of a terrible, brutal crime? In essence, through that crime, you were therefore cursed. I mean, because of the pure evil that is that it took to murder you. I'm not saying Yikes. this is a possibility. I'm saying how horrific this would be if it was! It's like, my God, you you killed me, and to make it worse, you cursed me eternally by killing me. You get right. what I'm saying? That
1: oh yeah, I right. don't I don't like exactly. that idea.
0: I don't like that idea. I hope that's not a possibility. <laughs> um, very yeah,
1: and are you blessing lack of a better term? Are you blessing zero serial, serial killers in the afterlife with? Um, because everyone goes up. So is this where you know John Wayne Gacy? Are you here? Or then they go. Sure. Is this where Charles Manson is? Hello, is this where Jeffrey Dahmer is? Or you're going like a uh, you know ghost hunters or a paranormal people are going somewhere to um, investigate a haunting that might have uh, you know John Dillinger or somebody there or mm-hmm. wherever you're going. Right. Sure. Now are they? Are you blessing them with the uh, thought that they're? Yeah, we get to be killers in the afterlife and we're still oh, God. evil. God. So sure. what does that mean? Does I that mean that saying. they were all possessed? I know, by the man. devil.
0: That's <laughs> a whole another st- podcast it's topic. Like,
1: wouldn't you think if you're dead, something could be released from your soul oh, you that would, you're here now you. and you I don't know. It's like, yeah, you deserve to be in hell or wherever you deserve to be. But does that energy stick with you? I know. Are you are you the devil in hell? Are you whatever? What are you?
0: I know, man. That's uh, uh, trust me. Those are mind benders. That yeah, I know. quite quite literally can drive you mad sometimes <laughs> you know temporary temporary madness trying to wrap your brain around it you know
1: oh absolutely there yes. is
0: one you know yes. briefly i have uh there is another story here from the the adelphi theater in london um the alleged ghost is that a victorian actor william william terrace william terrace shakespearean actor known for his many plays and productions during his day um said to be very mild-mannered in life but in death he appears to be less friendly and i'm going to try and go through this as fast as i can here supposedly um the spirit of of william terrace has been seen by actors and heard by many more terrace reportedly knocks on a particular dressing room door which was the former formerly the dressing room of his actress lover jessica millard millward so the, that's if, why would he still be knocking on her door again that suggests that he's kind of maybe trapped or he's just he's hoping to find his beloved every every day you know if, a, if is that day, a residual thing maybe that sounds like a sad residual yeah absolutely emotional powerful emotional residual um Terrace died bleeding in jessica's arms mm-hmm. and his final words get this i'll be back no joke his final words i'll be back And this was definitely the case in 1928 when the ghost of Terrace was reportedly, wait, 1928 when the ghost of Terrace reportedly attacked a young actress named June who was in the dressing room, Jessica's old dressing room. Now, she was in his lover's dressing room and claims to have been attacked by a spectral being. Terrifying. I don't like that. No kidding. (laughs) <laughs> um, <don't> like that. <laughs> it says that um, suggests here that perhaps Terrace was confused as to why June, this actress he attacked, was in his lover's bedroom and or dressing room and Jessica was not. It's also said that Terrace is said to wander across the road to give Covent Garden Tube Station a haunting or two. It says here that's kind of funny, a haunting or two. Um, many travelers on the tube. This goes back to what we said earlier, Joe, about ghosts residing in different locales, the same ghost residing in Mm -hmm. different locales. Uh, Travelers to said tube have seen the spiritual imprint and identified him by surviving photographs of the actors. So they say that they have captured images of the supposed entity that's in there, and they match it to actual photographs of Mr. William Terrace. Now, why would Mm -hmm. he haunt very quickly says that William Terrace was the victim of a murder at the stage door of the Adelphi Theater by a crazed out-of-work actor in December of 1897, just before he was due to perform in the evening's performance of Secret Service. He was then stabbed and killed by a friend. Deranged actor Richard Archer Prince stabbed him to death in a fit of jealous rage, and Terrace went on to die in his lover's arms. Um, Hmm. I'd say that's the makings of a haunting right there. Um
1: Oh, absolutely. And that, you know, again, it's all speculation obviously, but it just seems like when you have a horrific thing like that done to you in a specific place, immediately when you die, when you die on that spot on the ground in your lover's arms or wherever you may be, it seems like your energy and your soul stays yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, it's God, just yeah. like your physical body goes wherever it goes, it gets buried, it's gone, it's it's cremated, or whatever happens. But that imprint is that it mm-hmm. that just seems like factual to me. It's not, I mean, I don't know, but it seems like in those places it's just like your that energy is gone, but it's just gonna stay there. Yeah, and just it can't go anywhere because you weren't meant to die. There you, you go, you weren't meant to be murdered, you weren't meant, you were meant to live more. Yep, so it's like. Why did you just, you know, take away all the rest of my life? So that makes sense. Why that's there, you know. In, well, in some of these cases, one
0: hundred percent it does. Well, imagine the, imagine the emotion, imagine the drama, the, imagine the terror, imagine all of these. Just, and that in those moments, you you have to, you have to believe. That you are, your emotional output is at an all-time high at those moments, right there. I mean, oh yeah, great, great quote. Yeah, you know, not even to a spiritual sense. I mean, it's 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 left you. You've given all that you have that you could, quite literally, all of your energy, all of your emotionals, all your all your emotions have, are gone, and they are there. It's such a powerful moment that it is left there. It, it's until it can somehow maybe be helped. It can be ease the cross it it can help it can somehow be assisted in its transition that energy is going to still be there yeah it's because you made the perfect
1: idea it's like the emotional you know whatever you said not that long ago which (laughs) be a minute ago i like i like how i like how you worded it but okay sure 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 it's like in that moment of being unfortunately tragically and horrifically murdered right you are building all this energy to try to survive too. So that's oh, why you're course. using all this. Yep. And then it's like I'm going to push this all up so I can survive. But then you don't and then it's like this.
0: Yep. And you're it's 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 there. Again. It's just there. You know, and I,
1: I it's like spraying cologne on my shirt. It's there. There you go. <laughs> I just sprayed it all over the energy on the on that theater uh I know, dressing
0: room. I, I love how you I, I have to joke about that for a second Joe. I love that. Yo know, I loved Whatever you
1: just said. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's okay. perfect. Because I had it and I lost it. I, I was know. trying to remember. It was your emotional. Your first word was emotional something. <laughs> I
0: output, pro- output or something. Output. I, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, there we go. There you
1: go. <laughs> perfect. I like that. You know. You okay. Know you, just, you know what you just you I know.
0: Well, one last. Uh, we're coming up on an hour here. That's already. We need to have time for our one last take. So one last. Um, I'll share briefly here one last. Uh, Case. This is called the beer flood victim at the Dominion Theater. This is located in Dominion Theater. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Super Bowl Sunday involves some good food and good beer, right? So that's going to be great. Yes, sir. Um, This took place on obviously Dominion Theater, Tottenham Court Road. Now, this involves potentially, possibly, the ghost of a 14 year old barmaid. So that's sad right there already. Eleanor Cooper. Her name is Eleanor Cooper, and she was killed. In what was known, what was the London Beer Flood? Other victims of the beer flood also manifest themselves at the Dominion Theater, but it appears that the ghost of 14 year old Eleanor is the only one to have taken on a corporeal form in recent years. Interesting. Um, now, it's the when here Eleanor has most recently been snapped by two theatergoers, Stuart Chevrels and his partner, Natalie. The pair went to went on to enjoy a show of "We Will Rock You," and like so, this is fairly re, uh, fairly recent. And like many of the iPhone generation, snapped some photos, some cheeky snapshots. It says here of the pair sitting in their seats before the show started to add to their Facebook page. Now, on going through the pictures the next day, guess what they came across? Stewart claims to have seen a very distinct and ghoulish face peeking between his and his date's head Oh, that's good. Uh, can you imagine just cruising through pictures of you and Jen and all of a sudden it's like who's that
1: um, <laughs> that's I, not Uncle Harvey it's
0: not Uncle Harvey at all when did Uncle Harvey grow fangs I don't remember and that
1: didn't Uncle Harvey just die <laughs> right, exactly
0: why is he drooling blood and spitting flames And behind us I don't understand <laughs> what? yeah, that's what's fine. up with Uncle Harvey come on Uncle Harvey now, on top of that, the staff at the theater frequently report mysterious bangs, crashes, and, guess that, get this, the giggle of a dissonant, yes, oh, yet seemingly non-existent creepy. child. Doesn't that just creep you out
1: giggling? Yeah. Now, <laughs>
0: why would the spirit of Eleanor possibly be hanging out here? It's said here that the Dominion is built on the site of an old brewery, which was a scene of a devastating and a deadly disaster in 1814. Two hundred years before the young barmaid was snapped in the picture, three thousand five hundred fifty barrels of beer—hence the beer flood—one million pints burst, creating a tidal wave of beer. That sounds like a dream death, Joe.
1: <laughs> that seems like heavenly. It's like if I'm going out, you better blow up some beer cans. <laughs>
0: my God, I'm totally joking, but my lord, oh that's so creating a tidal wave of beer that flattened nearby buildings and drowned Ooh, eight no. people, including Eleanor. <laughs>
1: Wow! Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible.
0: It is. It is absolutely terrible. But my gosh, what a! And I'm joking. I'm. I'm absolutely joking. We're not dismissing the tragedy of 14 year old Eleanor dying. But, banjo. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Your face that's like, all I'm going to say. It's like
1: wow. <laughs> yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> so obviously, that's another negative imprint right there. I mean, but you wonder why dying tragically, drowning regardless of what you're drowning in, why would they hear giggling? What's going on with the giggling? Giggling to me connotates or suggests happiness, unless there's it's a mocking tone that's being taken on. I, what what do you think, Joe? If, why would there be a, the sounds, the the audio anomalous sounds of giggling of, coming from a young girl that supposedly is what is haunting this place, 14-year-old girl, and she died so tragically, yet she's giggling. What pops in your in your mind
1: i've always associated giggling um in the paranormal world with something ominous and something Mm. evil in a way okay and i think i and i think sometimes maybe younger children Mm -hmm. and and child ghosts and child spirits tend to range more on the um uncomfortable evil side just because you know you know i never got to live any sort of life i might as well scare the shit out of people now oh i see you know you you, gotcha you took away my life now so So almost like a
0: vindictive nature almost kind of
1: vindictive vindictive nature about Mm. i find that more vindictive and a more evil tone behind it giggles and laughter okay anybody so not so definitely not happy
0: Definitely not like a, um, I'm happy, so I'm laughing type giggling. No, I
1: I think that's even for like two-year-olds or three-year-olds or four-year-olds. Anybody super young. I think the idea of them being, when they pass away, maybe the idea they understand is like, wow, you took 80 years out of my, I mean, I didn't have a life at all. You murdered me or I died. The world took this away from me, so I'm going to take something away from you if I possibly can, mm-hmm. you know, oh, sure. as a spirit that's, or a ghost. That's so maybe, a good, okay. maybe that, I kind of interpret it that way, maybe.
0: I got it. I got it. I like that. I like that idea. I like that suggestion. That's very, very possible. Again, who, who's to say? Who's, who, who's to say? We definitely don't know. Um, right. That makes sense to me, though, that you said that. It's almost like, you know, just... <laughs> almost taking on like a mocking tone or, you know, or a vindictive tone as, as we were suggesting, it's like, you know, my life was taken away. So I'm going to make yours uncomfortable as much as I can. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, right. I mean, that's kind of where I lean to it, but again, you know, right. Again, they're children and maybe this, the the positive beautiful energy of a fairly innocent child Mm -hmm. is still there. Yeah. And that's, I,
0: yeah. So, well, Let's let's wrap up. Let's wrap up the theater hauntings, and uh, with our final thoughts on that before we go into one last take, Joe. You're 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 a, a theater guy. What, I mean, aside from what we've shared already, and we've, we've we've shared quite a bit, and we've already shared a lot of our thoughts and opinions, so we might be repeating ourselves a little bit here. But what is it about the theater that is special to you, and what does it mean? What do you think it means to actors such as? the ones that we have discussed where it quite literally is their 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 life. What sets the theater apart from something else that would maybe make it more dramatic, no, no pun intended, more dramatic, more passionate, more emotional as a profession, <laughs> it, as a profession? So what, what yeah. sets it apart? Well, I... I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I will.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's fine. You know, and I want your listeners to understand too. I'm a little, just to, I'm going to throw a tiny background here. It's like that's what I that's what I've, de- uh, I've done. That's just I got a masters degree in theater. I've got a bachelor's of fine arts in theater. I've been in dozens and dozens of shows, directed dozens and dozens of shows. That's just my passion. That's who I am. So I do understand the acting, directing, and theatrical side of, right. you know, theater. Absolutely. Just a quick little background about myself. No, that's I'm fine. not just some willy-nilly guy. Yeah, I did a one act when I was <laughs> a tenth grade. Yep, I had one line. I had one line, and it said, hey, Randy. And that's all it was.
0: And I didn't blow it. And I didn't
1: <laughs> blow it. I, I forgot it on dress rehearsal <laughs> night, but I nailed it on opening night. I know. <laughs> but, okay, so, needless to say, what drew me to that is, for one, I'm kind of one of them. I don't know anybody else, but I. It's like weird because I am a hugely nervous person, mm. and mm. I always have severe nerves and anxiety anytime I ever went on stage, and it's like to the point almost throwing up. You so, know, so, so even even back a,
0: in the high school days, in in oh my
1: god, yeah, I'm you know my hands would just be no,
0: no kidding. <laughs> okay,
1: okay, aching and everything. But I I, I, I'm going to
0: I'm going to interject real quick because I have memories of watching you in high school when I was a younger kid and watching you in, in um in college, uh, I uh, at Bemidji State and you always just come across I'll say this you always come across as very natural on stage and I never got a sense of any nervousness at all so that, that's kind of news to me I always thought that maybe you felt like a you felt like a, a comfortable escape on stage but you really were really were pretty nervous.
1: Oh God yes okay like I I could just picture myself on the side of the curtains right now i can put myself in there and it's just in it's like oh oh, 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 oh my god (laughs) oh my god but
0: now does that enhance your performance do you think or can it
1: it oh that's a great question i don't think i ever thought about that Mm -hmm. um in my case i don't think it mattered okay really i i think i think it was the opposite i think it would freak me out so much that I think I would, I didn't know my lines.
0: Oh, okay. So it was a detriment. Like I'd have
1: moments of complete blackout, like even on stage when I would act. Oh, my. And I know the lines are going and people are acting over here and I know my lines coming up, yep. but I have no clue what it is. Oh, no. But, and, but, and that's the scariest thing I never, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're on stage in front of a live performance. But always, thank goodness, always, every time, right before my, cue would come up, it would go bing.
0: And there's that line. And, and like... there's
1: the line and I'd go, oh, boom. Yeah. spit it out. So awesome. that was that was multiple times that, that happened. That's super scary. But I think I I kind of loved it too, in oh. that in that aspect of just sure. Um, because I could make something up on the spot too if I wanted to. But mm-hmm. anyways, I think the idea. But what I love the most about acting and the theater was not only being able to be somebody different, being able to just act some way that I would never act in my life or something I would never do was just a beautiful thing. But also the energy and the feel and the rush of this beautiful, I can't even, release. It's like I i, w- I was so nervous. And right when I walked on stage and I said my first line, it Automatically left.
0: There you go. Yep.
1: And yep. it just left in this rush of amazing energy, and then I was just stoked. I was just God. I'm I'm so fucking pumped. Yeah. Act in front of all these people, and then it was just boom, 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 boom. And
0: then it was. I mean, you're that. That's just unbelievable. Positive adrenaline. It's almost like a, an addiction that you have going. That you're just flying through this. Just yeah. Powerful... I love
1: that feeling because everything that I felt for the hours and hours before the show of that built up anxiety and stress and everything immediate. It's like, yeah. And it is like, it was like a, like a shot of heroin or something. Just (laughs) it's like, yeah, it, you could, I could physically feel it leave. And and then this other thing possessed me up and I was like, this is a beautiful feeling. So that was, I was kind of, I was drawn to that and that energy was what I love about theater.
0: Now just just in your example there, Joe, now think about these haunted theaters and think about why they would choose to be lingering there. I mean, as you said earlier, they're it's kind of sad, but maybe they're they're trying to relive that awesome feeling like uh, you just yes. you just stated, you know, maybe they're constantly I hope that they are reliving it somehow. Um, Because it it is sad if they can't and they're constantly searching for that feeling again that they just can't find it.
1: Oh, yeah. That was a great point, Patrick. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Like just describing what I felt in that energy. And, yeah, maybe they're searching for that energy.
0: Yep. uh,
1: And that makes a whole bunch of sense. And that could be it right there. Who knows? You know, again, we don't know. There's a million different things. But that seems like I'm sure that's viable for some people who are stuck on the stage. And that's what they're, it's like, I want that. Like that was the only thing that ever made me happy and feel something.
0: It's very possible.
1: Very possible.
0: You know, and I agree. I, I I totally relate with you, Joe, just, just being, I've never acted in plays, but just being in bands and performing music in front of a crowd, you know, it's the same thing. I would, I would always be, absolutely. I would always be nervous and excited nervousness. Uh, I'd be tense, but the moment, the first song, you're in the middle of that first song, and you finish the first song, then a smooth sailing. Essentially, then it's like ah, I got it. That adrenaline is pumping. Now I'm relaxed at the same time. So I get it. I totally I relate to that as well. So.
1: Yeah, and that's what made the rest of the show so much better. It's like oh, that yeah. build up, and then I would do it and it would release the crap would go out and the goodness would come in. And then when I'd go off and do, you know, I'd have to go off stage during and I would just be so excited for the rest of it. Yeah. Like I can't wait to get back on the stage. Oh, I had to go out this door for my exit. Then in about five minutes, I come on this other door and I'd just be sitting there going, yeah, let's go. I can't wait to get it. This is so (laughs) fun. Like it was just so fun. That's awesome. And at that moment for that hour and a half or two hours that I was on doing my back and forth was just, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. And it's like, what again, Go back to um, anybody in the world. It's like when they talk about people who might be sad or have a crappy life, they always – like why movies are so important and why sports are so important. Mm-hmm. They said, yeah, those two hours or three hours of my life are the most happiest right. because I can forget about everything.
0: That's an escape. That's an absolute and it's escape. An
1: escaping and you're escaping. Yeah, it's just a – and it's just a beautiful energy that I enjoyed. And I wasn't escaping from something. No. But I was just enjoying yeah, well, that, that moment—it
0: was ride. so fun. All right, well, that's been an awesome conversation, Joe. I I really appreciate your your back your uh, your your input here. Now, Mike and I, as since we've um like I said, re-Christianed the show, we always finish it with one last take. What we've called just one last take, and it's simple as that. We we take some any any story, any case, any cryptid, any ghost story, any haunting, any video footage, what have you out there in the paranormal-slash-cryptid world, and we just throw our takes on it, you know, and we we rant back and forth, and we basically, by the end of the show, we give our conclusion, what we think we see, yay or nay, essentially. <clears throat> and I'm just going right. to lay it out there briefly, and it relates to this topic, omens and curses. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I can count your nostril hair now when you do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So, I had to do one more, sorry. Go so,
0: ahead. you know, let's actually, let's... No, it relates. It relates here. So, omens and curses. Just in general, let's riff on them, Joe. Do we buy into them? Do we think that they're legit? Is there something paranormal in existence out there, something in reality that we can call omens and or curses or, or both? I know we're going to dive into, and very briefly, let's dive into it. I'm sure we will. The idea of sports curses because that's something that we're passionate about. the 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 curse of the bambino all the way back to the early 1900s. I you was know. just gonna say that. I yep. mean, so many examples we could throw out there. And these omens, like we mentioned earlier today, if the man in gray appears before these stage shows, they go on to have a successful run. There's a good omens and there's bad omens. Do you and buy? The cubbies
1: had the the cubbies had the goat. Right.
0: The cubbies had the goat. Absolutely. The curse of the Billy goats. Um. And just something has to happen to finally break through these curses if they're legit. So, briefly, your thoughts, omens and curses, Joe. And what do you think of them and do you buy them? Do you think that they are legit? Just riff, man.
1: (laughs) In one, two, three, hell yes. (laughs) I, I believe in that. Absolutely. And I'm doing it for our beloved Minnesota Vikings. I just think there's something there, but. <laughs> but the big but. I was just thinking of it during our whole. I. Okay. Look at our history of Minnesota coaches from. Um, Norm Van Brocklin to Bud Grant to Les Steckle to Brad Childress to Danny Green to Jerry uh what's his nuts Jerry what's that uh,
0: Jerry, Jerry Burns Mike Tice Jerry don't, Burns. don't forget about big old Mike Tice
1: <laughs> Yeah no Mike Tice and we've got Mike Zimmer of course yep. and uh, we had Leslie Frazier yes. and uh, I'm sure I'm missing a handful but
0: I don't think you are I don't think you are
1: We had 10 we have 10 we had 10 coaches in our history that's what I know so
0: Kevin O'Connell soon to be
1: Yes. And Kevin O'Connell. Now, when you put it together with curses and the idea of now, I'm just throwing it together, spitballing right now off the cuff about energy and negative energy and positive energy and curses. It makes sense to me. Now look at those coaches and look at the energy that they brought. Not one of them was a, if you can, if you think about it were anywhere, maybe, maybe Mike Tice, but not one of those had any type of fun-loving, relatable energy of some sort uh,
0: relating energy. to the relating to the players.
1: Yeah, m- you know, maybe Mike t- again. Maybe I want I t- want to say
0: but- I want to say that I think Denny Green had good player relations, and Denny was okay. ultimately successful. I mean, he was. But we, we didn't win yeah. the big. We didn't win the big. We the Vikings didn't win the big one with Denny Green, but he took us to the playoffs eight out of eleven years. For God's sakes. So I mean that's success. That is success, and I yeah, and absolutely. I absolutely. I think and the f- players liked playing for Danny Green up until the end. I but I could be wrong. But that's a lot of coaches, though. Uh, I mean that the majority of them, like you said, Joe, they took they had that stoic, unrelatable personality, and that's just who they who they were. I mean.
1: Yeah, I think I was more and so try, I'm trying to associate it with the. Um, I'm just gonna say it. The energy that's in the Vikings, uh, the franchise, yeah. the franchises energy, the aura, I think it's more, the era, the, the aura, and the, everything about the Vikings is just kind of, it's kind of again stoic and kind of this hard nosed.
0: Oh um, yeah, coming up hard, from the, the the cold north, you know the tough. Yeah, one. there's
1: something about it which
0: that's almost the too old rant, school. The
1: everything, it's something about that, and I'm thinking maybe. That that energy that has been around forever, henceforth, we've never won a Super Bowl. We haven't? It? It, oh, no, we haven't, by the way, Patrick, just to <laughs> let you know. Okay. Minnesota Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. Oh, I, I mean, and I think uh. it's about to change with the 37-year-old, high-energy, smiley, positive, let's get this done. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be your coach. I'm going to be everything. Maybe, just maybe that will lift off that aura and that energy right. and now, create something extremely this, positive. If this
0: if there is such a thing and I have other examples to throw out there as well. Um if there is such a thing as a curse that's on the Minnesota Vikings, and we'll move on from the Minnesota Vikings topic, where the hell did that start and why? That's one right. thing that's one thing exactly. I want that's why I still abide by the idea that if a curse exists, it's created by us. I mean, it's created by too many negative thoughts in this state. As, silly, sense, as yeah. silly as it may sound, we said it earlier, Joe. How many times do we feel confident the Vikings are going to come through and make the big play? Never, essentially.
1: <laughs> Never. Fortunately, no. You know, it, it, it's like, oh,
0: are we going to... I don't f- know
1: how many times you've texted me in the middle of a game. <laughs> and yeah. you'll say, uh, he's... Got- I just you know you would say something. Like, I just told mom right before he did he was going to miss right, it. Right. Yeah. I've he guaranteed he's going to fumble. Yeah. The fucker fumbles. <laughs> yeah. You know or something. And it's like you did it.
0: Yeah, that's right. There you go. And I'm I'm just one example of how many thousands in the state who are doing that exact same thing. You know because it's uh, usually it's me, uh our brother Matt, uh, brother Mark, and maybe a couple friends of mine who go out to our mom's house, um uh, Joe and. The mommy of Joe and I, mommy, mommy <laughs> we go we go out on Sundays and watch the Vikings game. You know because mom loves having the company and she's a lifelong Vikings fan as well. And um and I still love mom. I I, I love listening to mom and her <laughs> watching games because she usually at one point it's guaranteed that she'll yell this.
1: Get him! Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I've heard that all my life too in Vikings <laughs> And it's like, get him, get him, get and then,
0: him. And then you'll then <laughs> and then she'll say, Well, why
1: did they do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it is great. So uh
1: it is beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. you know, but the, we
0: all of us are gathered in front of the of the t- of the television watching the game and just between us four or five people, we sit there and we look at her and say, We're they're gonna blow it. They're gonna blow it. Right now, watch it. They're gonna blow it. <laughs> You know they'll go three and out, like you said after Anthony Barr awesome interception versus the Ravens. You know, uh, oh they'll blow it, they'll blow it, and they go three and out. They go backwards and go three and out. I'm saying, long story short, if curses exist, sports curses exist. Maybe not all of them, for ours in particular. If there is one, and of course we, we the Vikings are ultimate, ultimately in all reality a very successful organization when it comes to wins, playoff appearances, and all that stuff. But not the yeah, ultimate like top six, not all time, absolutely, but not that ultimate success, not a Super Bowl. I'm nope. thinking it's created by the negative thoughts and as dumb as that and as simple as that sounds, I'm thinking we just need to freaking punch through it, man. That's what I'm thinking. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. How do you
1: do that? How do we punch through it? Now, as far as, through? How, as far as punch through,
0: as far as almonds, I think
1: a coach and the environment, a coach comes in with can sway a certain amount sure. of our thoughts. There you go. To something different. And I think that's going to make a big difference.
0: Now, as far as almonds go, Joe, the one that pops in my brain that the most infamous one the most well-known one is the mothman the mothman prophecies yes. you know supposedly yep. when something terrible is about to happen or has happened you know the bridge collapse supposedly this being this entity whatever you want to call it appears and it's, it it portends the future in a negative way it it is an omen um in your and again we're wrapping this up here so we're kind of flying through it but I want I want to get your thoughts on it what the hell wouldn't negative omen be Joe as opposed again repeating myself the positive omen of the man in gray so therefore the the team is the drama team is going to have a successful run maybe that's all purely psychological what the hell will be a negative omen such as the mothman Joe what is that
1: what comes You're like to a mind? The black cat, right? The black cat right. one, uh, going across. You know, it's like, oh, don't be standing on a ladder or something. I don't know what the hell that one was. <laughs> a ladder with a cat? And, <laughs> you know, a ladder and, and a jug of wine and yeah. some peanut butter. What's that omen?
0: You know that. You know there. that old yarn about don't don't walk across the frozen lake with a pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that one. That's a, yeah, that's right. That you old don't, don't yarn. Dare,
1: don't dare tickle a deer on February seventh. <laughs> Don't ever tickle a
0: deer on February. <laughs> if February first and third, perfectly fine. Yeah. around there. No thanks. But other than that, no
1: way. <laughs>
0: so what? Yeah, what,
1: that's great. Like a. What
0: I do you think, think that... the Mothman is? Just as an example of an omen. What do you think the Mothman is? In your in your opinion?
1: Oh boy, that's great! What a wonderful question. Like, well, um, I mean, I mean, that has to be. God dang. So is if it, you're seeing this thing and and there and it's you're seeing this Mothman and this amazingly uh, dynamic, uh, horrific, whatever it is, like you see it. I, I are we all playing playing into it though? Is it another one of our minds that just trick us into thinking something bad is going to happen, and mm, therefore it's a self fulfilling prophecy?
0: After Maybe seeing it all. Mm. After seeing it,
1: we're going to fulfill this destiny of something bad happening because I saw it. Okay. Are well, we you know what? That?
0: that you know that's who the hell knows. I mean, I guess we don't. We haven't heard stories of people seeing the Mothman and then winning the lottery the next day. You know, no, it's no. so. But maybe stuff like that has occurred in smaller examples. You know, maybe. I mean, again, it's such it. It is such. We're we're speaking of something that we can't truly understand on our physical nature, physics doesn't help us out here because it just doesn't explain it. You could potentially see this Mothman or any entity of some sort, any sort of omen of some sort. And as you said, Joe, maybe you can make it either good or bad. Maybe you think nothing good happened to you, but in all reality, something did. Just as an example, let's say after you saw this Mothman, after you saw whatever omen and you're driving to town and you took a left instead of taking a right and you thought nothing of it. And you went to the grocery store and you went home and then turning on the news, you realize that there's a horrific car accident on the road that you would have went down if you would have taken that right. Maybe, you know what, see what it, yeah, maybe yeah. this omen, maybe this, maybe it's a good luck omen that caused you to take that left. And someone who didn't see it took the right, and then yes, in, a, in yes. a fatal car crash. Yes, the
1: idea of like, uh,
0: but you don't think about it because well, it doesn't make you because know, Yeah, it you doesn't make it. sense.
1: It's the idea of uh, you have a you have a trip scheduled to you know China or wherever the hell you want to go, right? And you're about to get on the plane, and you and you get a phone call, and one of your kids are sick. It's like uh, really sick, so you have to go and stay with your kids, and then that plane to China get it crashes, and everybody aboard dies you know Mm -hmm. sure what what is that associated with pure luck yeah pure coincidence Mm -hmm. pure something but you were meant to go on that plane. you were gonna you had a trip scheduled but or is it something higher than what we understand like did did unfortunately your child somebody say oh okay let me give you a quick example I'll, i'll i have to say this really quick sure and this is about omens or good luck or yeah somebody watching over you or something this just happened to my daughter uh, last week, or okay, a week before or something. Um, her little son Harry, my grandson Harrison, he's six months old, and so it was at night, and um, he was falling asleep, so she was laying with him by, and he, Harrison was kind of on one side of her, and she was laying on the other, and they were she was she was falling asleep, and. Chloe went out, she fell asleep, and she was dreaming. She said she was dreaming. And all of a sudden, she feels this physical squeeze on her wrist. She said it was really hard that it woke her up, like something squeezed her wrist, like very tightly, like just. Eh, 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 eh. Hmm. And when she woke up, one of the dogs was laying on Harrison, like on his face. Oh, or, no. Or something. Like, he, he's too little to kick the dog off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. These are golden retrievers.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Well, he's, uh yeah, so it was on Harrison.
0: Yeah. The oh, no. Stick.
1: And so she got up and moved him back to his bed. Oh, my God. But she said she was zonked out. She was in a deep sleep, but something woke her up, and then she swore somebody pushed or grabbed her wrist and wow. squeezed it.
0: Wow, that's incredible.
1: To wake her up to make sure, like, oh, Harrison, I you know. If I was slapped, you never know what happens. To that poor little boy.
0: Oh my God, that's terrifying. You know, it it is terrifying. Joe, on, along the same lines, we uh, a cousin of ours. Um, I won't share her name on here. I don't think that she would give a shit. But um, she told me a, a story because her her dad, our uncle, and her are living in the same house. Uh, her, her, her our uncle, her dad is getting up there in age. You know, he's still doing fine, but you know, he needs some help doing things. But she told me months ago that th- they thought that the place they were staying at at one point was haunted. At one point, because I'm, I hope I get this story right. When she was working, um, she would always have, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm going to butcher this. Long st- Okay, long story short, um, her dad, our uncle, requires equipment to help him, like, sleep, you know, get him through the, the night. And they had an incident where she wouldn't have known that he was struggling downstairs unless she received this particular sign, this, this mm-hmm. warning sign. He wouldn't have been able to let her know any, any other way. He was unconscious. But she was somehow told to go down there and check on him. And she did, and she, thank God she did. Otherwise, he probably would not be here.
1: Oh, really? Oh it was my goodness! Some
0: odd thing, and I am butchering the story. I know I am, but that's Correct. the that, that's the essential. That's the the essence of that story. She got like essentially a a sign a spectral sign, Joe, to go check on mm. her dad. And I will have to get, I'll have to talk to her again so I can clarify the story on, on the following episode. But it's fascinating wow, when she told yeah. me, I was like, going, no kidding. Talk about a positive, helpful omen right there. Just like you said right. with, with Chloe. My God, that is incredible. What is mm-hmm. that? What was that? If it was something, what was it that was nudging Chloe to awake?
1: What was Exactly. It? Like when she was telling that, we were just so at first we were like my heart dropped and it's like oh i know because i have stupid intrusive thoughts and i'm thinking not my grand that that's just a horrible thought it in is. My head. yeah that I, icky, I, icky. i'm gonna erase it and then it yeah. happen. however there was something at that moment that got her just to perk up that's crazy and and grab harrison and put him in his um in his pack and play where he usually sleeps but this is obviously one moment where chloe was just tired baby was tired and they're yeah. falling on the bed and all of a sudden dogs that's where dogs always sleep at the they come in and cuddle, and one of them was just cuddling, and boom was on top of oh, Harrison, and I was like, "Ah, oh, boy,
0: thank God for that one, for that omen." If it was an no omen kidding. of some sort or whatever you want to call it,
1: right? It's like relation to our little uh, and things end of the clip, clip
0: with with um, yeah. it's time to wrap it up here. Holy cow, we're going to put an hour and twenty five minutes. Awesome, thank you so much, Joe. This has been great. Um, the as far as like the Mothman goes, what pops in my brain just because of all the negative connotations go along with the Mothman, and of course. Long-time listeners, ding, 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 will know what I'm about to say. I think of something that's ominous and pure evil, almost demonic in nature. I can't help myself but go to demonic in nature. Right. You know, So right. I'm not saying that's what it is, that that's what I can't help but thinking, especially when it's, it portends a negative, tragic outcome. So is it right. real? I just, right. I don't know. There's so many crazy stories about the Mothman that you just, I don't know. Um, until I see it, which I hope I never do, <laughs> um, I guess and for
1: all the jillions and billions of people out who don't believe anything, and everything is just one little flat line of yeah, this sure. is what we are, we just all live, we all die, yeah, and there's nothing, nothing. in between, yeah. Well, then you know, yeah. I guess millions and millions of people who've come up with millions and millions of stories of millions and millions of things that have happened to them, yeah, I guess we're all just a bunch of nuts, we're
0: a bunch of liars and nuts and kooks, and do don't know what we're talking yep. about no well, no nope, so what you're so about. so well Joe this is what we do wrap it up scale of one to ten scale of one to ten omens and curses legit ten uh not legit fake made up in our minds one where would you write where would you put curses and omens on a scale of one to ten on and one I say eight on one last second of course you can anything <laughs> you say eight
1: I'll say I'll give it an eight okay. high, high enough but just, I don't want to go to a full 10. Sure. Because then it makes my life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Oh, man. I, I want a little bit of leeway there. So sure. So I'm gonna give it an eight.
0: Man, this one's tough for me. It really is. Um, and I, I'm not poo-pooing anything at all. But those stories that you're saying, that you shared there with Chloe, I mean, that's just powerful stuff. The stuff that her cousin told me. Ah, oh, man. Oh, crazy. And it's crazy. I'm thinking... Our, our listeners are always waiting for me to give my final one to it. <laughs> I usually with bated breath they're like they're like us, usually it's like swam it's bam I got him but this one's kind of tough. Um my initial reaction was like a 4. That's my my initial thought was a 4 out of 10. I'm going to be I'm going to be positive about this one, Joe. I'm going to be open-minded. I'm going to say a 6 out of 10. How's mm. that? And that's pretty good. That's because I I think there's a legit possibility for it. There's a legit, and I tend yeah, yeah, yeah. to side with it just because of those personal stories that we
1: have to believe in. What you yes. believe and what your brain is and what my brain is. Yes, we always have to be above a five for anything. What well, because we mostly. can't necessarily believe, you know, this because there's there's just stuff out there. There just there has is. to be.
0: There is. Well, Joe, this has been awesome. Uh, Man, this has been a great episode. Thank you so much. Um, I usually have Mike sign off. He usually says, peace out, boys and girls, or whatever the hell he says. So I'll give you the sign off. How do you want to sign it off, Mr. Show? Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Hey, if you've lasted this long, you will love our Patreon content. I'm telling you that right now. It's just growing and growing. It's getting better day after day we have over 80 exclusive posts on there now you can sign up for as little as two dollars a month exclusive content video content audio content ghost hunting content exclusive episodes all sorts of things fun things cool things go check it out um you can sign up for a month no obligations for as little as two dollars i i guarantee you'll enjoy it if you enjoy the podcast all right joe
1: take it easy and if it's easy take it twice